Hey everybody! Welcome, welcome to episode sixty-six of me avoiding scary things. Are we really rolling? Yeah, we're really rolling. We're getting into this. This is Mike. <laughs> this is Bruce. Hey, you're listening to the Cryants. <laughs> we did it! Oh, <sighs> that's the best thing I've ever heard. We just experienced the most terrifying internet photo. Oh my god! Ever. Oh, uh, it. Yeah, like, I feel like it's going to crawl out underneath my kids. <laughs> we know it's fake. <laughs> we know it's fake. It's still scary. I think we should post it to page, <laughs> but then, then we'd have to look at it every time. I just, I just put it in the recycle bin and and, and right-clicked on it and re- told it to go away. That's forever. Ah, damn. Burn it. Just, uh, just Google scary. <laughs> <laughs> Google Pikachu mixed with a Graboid. No, no, it's not. It's a centipede. Those creepy fucking, ah, God, anything with more than two legs. Yeah, my feet are off the ground right now. I'm sitting on my feet. Fuck, fuck that. I can't. Oh, he's going to fall up my asshole. I don't know who, I don't know who this guy is that you got this photo from, but you need to punch him in the dick the next time you see him. (laughs) His name is Jason Pittman, and consider his testicles swollen. (laughs) Anyways, um, so we are on episode. We are on uh, a, a kind of satanic episode, apparently, because it's you know episode sixty-six. This will probably come out in, uh, probably right at the beginning of Black History Month too, Mike. So, oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at there. I was just going with episode sixty-six. It was like six. six uh, never mind. It was dark, dark man is the devil man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Um. Anyways. Um. And uh, or or is it season five episode? Is it already? Oh my god! Half a season five, everybody. See, half a season five. We're only doing four episodes. This happy, happy season five. Oh, happy season five. The I get theme you. for this. The, this season's going to have a nautical theme. A nautical theme. What's that? I am Captain Bruce. Mm-hmm. You'll be Squabby Mike. Squabby Mike. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be Squabby Mike, Bruce. I don't like being Squabby Mike. Squabby Mike talks like this. And you always make me clean the poop deck, and I don't like it. <laughs> I poop on that deck. Someone has to clean it. <laughs> it's the deck for pooping. It's not supposed to be there, literally. Damn it. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're starting off classy. Still, uh, still hold on strong to our. Uh, Ride it high, white boys. That's right. Um. So uh, tonight, uh, something you did something really cool actually recently, didn't you? As in um, your your uh, one of your comics. You oh did yeah. Kind of- uh, well, here's here's the funny thing. So I thought uh, the, the Clubber Pants, uh, and uh, it, it's it's a comic I've done. You may have heard of it. It's a great comic too. I just I'm I'm not just tooting your horn. I really do enjoy that comic a lot. And comfortable when you like it. I know. Uh, so there's this thing called Comicsology. It's kind of taken over the world. For the longest time, I I put all my eggs in the Graphically basket, and then Graphically turned around and then they fucked everybody. They're, they're no longer their own distribution platform. Yeah. They're basically, for $300, they will submit it to other distribution platforms for you. Oh, Jesus. That's crazy. That uh, is crazy. Comixology is free. Uh, you just have to get approved, and then they they take a percentage of every sale. Right. Um, so I had, I had thought, like, months ago, months ago, uh, that I had said, submitted Clubber Vance to Comixology, and I'm like, I wonder why I haven't heard anything back. And I would think, well, you know, I need to check into that, and then something would pop up, and I need to check into that, and then something would pop up. 
you're checking that, something can pop up, so on and so forth, etc. Mm-hmm. Last weekend, I checked into it, and nothing popped up. I I had never actually hit the submit button. <laughs> I had set all this stuff up, and uh, uh, I'd clicked save. Was it save and continue, and then never continued? No, man. Uh, do you remember back when I made up that Broken Comics logo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a year ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just been sitting out there in the ether since then. That's funny. Uh, I had just forgot to go in and hit submit. Uh, 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 so when I went in and hit submit, it's like your PDF is not a valid format. So then uh, me and Ralphie uh, tangled with figuring out how to uh, resubmit the files because you know, Ralphie uh, works at a printing place, so she uses you know a little more high end uh, PDFing software than your average person. Apparently that was a little too much for it. Uh, she turned to Jason Pittman, the guy who scared the shit out of us. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> that creepy. I think one just crawled in my butt. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Um, he figured out how to PDF it. So, Clover Vance is uh, pending approval up on Comixology. Hmm. Cool. So, yeah, hopefully, if, uh, if everything goes well, you will be able to purchase uh, a digital copy of Clover, uh, Clover Vance for your cell phone through Comixology. And then uh, I can start racking in the, the 33 or so many cents. It's a 108 page comic. How much would you have charged for a 108 page comic digitally, Mike? 108 page comic. Black and white. Black and white digital. Yeah. Oh no. Like, see, I don't, I'm really, I'm really bad at price, pricing this stuff because I usually bought, like, I bought a couple off of my uh, on my Kindle, but yeah. I've gotten them when they were like running like ridiculous sales. Like, I bought the first volume of Planetary because it was 3.99 on the Kindle, okay. but that's like, a, that's a, but for a graphic novel, that's like 10 bucks, right, or like 15 bucks something. I, I you you don't know how much I press Clover Vance for? Sure. Because it's black and white, and yeah. because it's me, and I'm nobody. Uh, if if Comicsology approves it, you'll be able to buy 108 pages for 2.99. That's awesome. That's a steal. Yeah, but it, it's black and white, and mm-hmm. it's it's from nobody. You know. Yes. So I I think that's totally fair. I think so. You know, I mean, and then maybe that's a little under, you know, half of what I would sell the printed version for. So, I'm, I'm happy with that. We'll see how it goes. But because like 33% of it goes to Comixology, and then like another 33% of it goes to uh, iTunes or whoever, what am, I'm going to make a dollar. It, it's still something, though. You know what I mean? So, and it's and you're not having to print the book anymore. No, I mean it's very it's, it's passive money making. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's something that, like, I, I guess whenever you go to somebody, you can just tell people, like, oh, you want to read something? Boom, two ninety nine. That's, I mean, that's a steal. Kevin yeah. Smith would promote the shit out of you right now if you did this on his podcast. He'd be like, hey, just uh, fucking go to iTunes or Comixology, two ninety nine. What is that, man? Uh, you know, you just uh, miss, miss out on a couple Snickers bars and you're done. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's, that's an awful. That's those, an awful those are horrible, person. Kevin Smith. That yeah. was... That was a really bad Jersey accent thing. Hey, uh, yeah, that was really awful. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's all right. He'll never listen. My apologies to Kevin Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So so that's the thing I did. So that was, yeah, but that's cool. Like, yeah, so you're just waiting for approval right now. Yep. Hmm. Well, there you go. And uh, as soon as that, that happens, I'm sure I will, I will let everyone know. And I hope, uh, 
you see the dollars start up pouring in. Would would be nice. Well, you know, depending on how this goes, uh, maybe I'll take iron and ink that route. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can I, put up the. You I'm, think you'll put up the individual issues too? Of clobber. I, I iron and ink. Iron and ink, I would definitely do individual. Okay. Because I mean, they're all twenty pages, twenty right. twenty two pages. Um, but speaking of iron and ink, I, you know, back to drawing on that. I, I cranked out two pages this week, so uh, cool. Issue three is uh, coming to a close here soonish. Coming around the corner. Yeah. So this is a random question, but since you're not going into any conventions this year, mm-hmm. um, is uh, what's his name who did do Derby? Is he going to be really upset that he's not going to get the next issue of Iron and Ink? <laughs> oh, uh, Eric. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, you'll mail, mail him a copy. We'll mail yeah, you. I, I, I'd mail him a copy. Yeah. yeah I, I just remember he was really excited about that book. And, and he's one of the people, him and uh, and, and uh, Stephen and, um, hell, I don't know, you know, the other five or six people who have actually had conversations with me about the book. Right. Um, I, I want to finish it because I, I can do, and I, I sound horrible saying this, but, you know, I work for a living and I got a three-year-old son. I can, I can get two pages done a week comfortably, mm-hmm. or I can spend, you know, two or three weeks working on a print and then, you know, another you know, three or four days going through cataloging all my books, you know, marking them for sale, making sure I've got posters. It takes time for me to go to conventions. Mm-hmm. Outside of just going to the convention, like there's prep work for it. And then, you know, after the convention, you don't want to do anything for a couple of days. So I really think not going to conventions and not having to waste time working on a print that I, I, I peak too soon with the prints. You know, yeah. like the Aquaman stuff, I mean, you sold like gangbusters. Everything after that, I've just been trying to recapture that glory. You know, Adventure Time sold pretty good too, but and I, I, I said this on the podcast, I'll say it again. I felt like shit selling that. Yeah. Like I just felt like I was lying to people. But, I mean, you do enjoy Adventure Time, and you have tried to submit work to uh, Boom for Adventure Time. I actually, I just, I just did that recently. There you uh, go. I waited until I got the Hellraiser, the uh, Mouse Guard, and the, uh, the Adventure Time thing. And I think I think I did that two days ago. Nice. Um, the Hellraiser one was sick, by the way. It was that's really it, because I I felt like it got a little too simplistic. You think so? Parts, yeah. Hmm. I I think like in in order of uh, favorite for me, it was Mouse Guard, Adventure Time, and then Hellraiser. Yeah, you said with the Adventure Time that was a bitch to draw too because of the um uh, all of the uh, what was it the the tree or the treehouse, right? Or like they're, yeah. they live. You yeah. said that because it's, it, 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 it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. It does not exist in, in, in 3d space. Um, from every artist, from every angle, like the structure of that damn thing changes. That's ridiculous. Um, but I, I had fun doing that. I had the most fun doing the mouse guard thing because of the way I colored it. Mm-hmm. I had fun coloring that more than drawing it. And, uh, the Hellraiser thing, I don't know. I, I think it just, it, it got away from me. Hmm. But um, I did. I posted that on uh, BruceOHughes.com. BruceOHughes.com. Did, did you take a look at it in color? I'm going in it right now. Hold on. I did not see the color. I just saw the just black and whites. Went back to Firefox and I got that creepy fucking Pikachu thing up again. God damn it! Yeah, I can't get away from that. Is it under a comics? No, it's under the blog. Oh, the blog. Yeah, it's not a comic. So. Bruce, blog. Well, you put everything in it. Um, so there's the black and white mouse guard, which I still think looks really good. Oh, you actually have the whole breakdown process and everything, yeah. too. And this, awesome. this, this is what I sent the boom people. Oh, you sent everything? Yeah. 
That's oh wow, that's uh I don't think I've actually seen all these finished. This uh I really like the handprint on the uh on the the window. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you. I don't think it's too simplistic. I think that's really good. Oh, that guy's got guts everywhere. That's great. You know, it's really funny um, watching, like, the old Hellraiser and everything. When they do, like, some of those weird stop-motion things at the end of movies or whatever, like, you know, you know, like, the end of Evil Dead where, like, um, it's all, like, stop-motion, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, like, where everything's going back into the book or they're burning the book? Oh, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, that kind of stuff creeps the shit out of me. I don't know if it's because of the time when we grew up or whatever, but, like... Yeah, it just, it, it, looks, it looks unnatural. Yeah, oh, man. That uh, is are really good. Uh, I like the I like the uh, the way it just kind of all bleeds together on the Adventure Time one though too. Like the how each thing kind of crosses over. Yeah, storytelling wise. Yeah. Yeah, I, would, I could just I could I just love see... the opportunity to do that on a monthly basis. <laughs> Not trying to tell you anything. Oh wait, I am trying to tell you something. <laughs> uh. All right. That's uh yeah, everybody please go to uh we we should definitely post this on uh the Facebook and everything too. Have you been posting this on the Facebook? I don't do a whole Uh yeah. Okay. Kind of sporadically. And I, I recently screwed up and somehow tied my Facebook and my Twitter accounts together, so now Oh, oh each one posts to each other. They're posting to each other. It's like an infinite loop of of shitty posts. <laughs> 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 I've I fucked something up. Whatever. Oh, so, anyways, then, what else? Uh, what, what we got going on here now? Uh, All oh, your awesomeness is out of the way. You're done uh, self-promoting. Uh, <laughs> no, you 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 have more than the right to self-promote. We um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yep. Uh, you had read some in the past. And I'm 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 uh, catching up now. Cracking the, the second trade. On and this uh, you've read, uh, or this is by uh, Matt Fraction, mm-hmm. and um, who we love, who we do love, and then. Um, most of the artwork is by David Aja. Yep. And then I read an issue that was actually done by Francesco Francavia. I, I also love. I haven't made. He is in the second trade. Yep. He's uh, he's only got one issue, and it's a really good issue. It's it's actually it's it's a sad issue too. I'll just why is that everything of his colored in yellows and oranges? I think he just loves that. Oh, break out of that shit, man! I don't know. Great. I don't. I don't know. That's just how he loves that pulp style, you know what I mean? But, um, and then, was there another artist mixed in on the second one? On the trade? I can't remember. Yeah, there was, because there, there's three names for artists on the front of the trade. Yeah, it's, there's... It's, it's upstairs. I don't, I don't have access to it right now. Right. So, um, this... I'm trying to think of when this all... The, the, the thing that's beautiful about this book, um is one how it takes a very classical approach to comic book storytelling. Like, I mean, I feel like I'm reading a book from, like, the 50s. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, the, the panel structure is very simplistic and everything. Um, I think You, you say classical. I, I, I want to say timeless, too. I would say that, too, yeah. It's, I would, well, compared to the way a lot of comics are done right now, I'd say it's more of the retro fad, but I also think people could read this and probably had not guessed when it's from, so I would agree with right. the timeless factor to it. Um, 
and I'm not doing that to discredit and all because I love it. I think it's great, and I think I'm actually kind of surprised that he's not been able to stay on a monthly basis doing it this way too. Does that make sense saying it that way? Yeah. Because I would feel like that. I don't want to say it's not. It's just not as detailed as like a lot of other stuff is. No, you're you're not just talking about the art when you say detailed. You're talking about the the script as well. I mean, they're right, not exactly. they're not overly com- complex scripts. Right. Um. I I would think that it takes more time to write the pauses in between and to simplify the delivery. Mm, okay. uh, it it has a very like 1970s cop movie type of thing mm-hmm. going with it. I I don't know. I just there there's a very there, there's a rhythm to the the delivery. Um, a lot of timing things are done in this book. Right. You know, little panels to show, you know, glances and looks and uh, repetition of panels to show that, you know, longer periods of time are passing. And mm-hmm. I mean, the, the action's really well done, panel structure-wise. Now, they, they really, they walk you through everything. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think when this started. Was this part of the Marvel Now relaunches? It had to be, right? Yeah, I, I think this was one in the first round of Marvel now. Okay. So this would be post um, Avengers X-Men and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that was what caused the big uh, Marvel now. So I don't know much of Hawkeye's history here. I'll, I'll go what I know of because I I know he was dead for a while and he came back in House of M and he remembers dying. And I remember that kind of yeah. dicked with him a lot. And then he... That's when he was pretending to be Ronan. Yep, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I remember him pretending to be Ronan during like, um, C- or not Siege, but um, the uh, scroll thing. The sc- yeah, Secret Invasion. Yeah. And um, I remember he was kind of a. Uh, he tried to speak out against um, Norman Osborn, and Osborn's like, "Yes, we're taking this from a villain too." Like he was a he yeah. was a criminal at one point in time. Yeah. And um, I don't know the girl too well, but I know that she had taken over the mantle of Hawkeye for a while, right? Yeah, she was one of the Young Avengers. Yes. How old is she? Uh, I I don't know because it seems like she's older in this book. Because in the Young Avengers book, they were all teenagers. Correct. In in this book, she's hitting on a 40-year-old man. Yes, and he's flirting back with her. Yeah. That's, I think that's the weirdest thing. Now, how old does Hawkeye seem to you? See, they, they, I could see the 40 year old thing, but I could also see 30s. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if he is in his 30s, he's mid 30s at least. Right. Um, this is a guy who's been around, made some mistakes, and learned some lessons. A lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. And, and, he's and, di- and he's died. Yeah, and he's not drawn like young and handsome. Yeah. He's drawn rugged, and uh, yeah. uh, he, he's lived in the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he. And he has, gets beat up. It's like his nose gets broken every issue. Yeah. Oh, no, right. <laughs> He's always He's got always a bandage. Yeah. yeah. And then he, uh, he, did he have somebody buy out his apartment complex, or did he buy it out himself because he had money from? I can't remember what it was. He he bought it out. He he, I, he, I, he I, no, but I can't no, he didn't buy it. Did he buy it from the Russians? I think he just paid everyone's rent. For, for like I, I know, year. but he got the money from somewhere, though. Did Stark give him the money, or did he have money from somewhere? I think he had money from somewhere. Okay, I can't remember. I think it's one of those it, you know, not, uh, anonymous benefactor type of, he just, he got this money, and I, I don't know. But the, 
the Russians are always funny, and they become such a like they're they're just like this throwaway bad guy that he's always fighting for the longest time, and yeah. then it becomes more serious as you keep reading it. Like, but they're always like, "Yo, bro, what you doing, bro?" Like, they're just ridiculous. Wearing their tracks. Like, yeah, wearing their tracks. It's like they're just these Russian mob guys, and you realize that these guys are pretty intense actually as they keep going. But like the body, they like, and they all look alike. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you ever watch uh, Burn Notice? Yeah, it makes me think of the, like the first, maybe the first two seasons of Burn Notice. Oh yeah, I could definitely. Where see. it, you know, it's Michael going up against these like low-level drug dealers or whatever. It's yeah. Hawkeye going up against you know just uh, you know mafia thugs of baseball bats, and from a distance you're like, okay, these guys are chumps, and he takes them out, and you're like, okay, they're ridiculous chumps, but in numbers they can do damage. Mm-hmm. It's a whole, it's like yeah, um, a, a hill of fire ants. Right. You know, can, can kill a tiger. Because there's millions of them. Right, and that's the whole – that was the whole zombie approach that George Romero took. He's like, oh, hey, you know, there's these dead walking people. Well, they're really slow. Yes, they are. But when 30 of them surround just you, you're yeah. going to die. Like you yeah. can you can take out probably 10, but 20 are going to eat you alive. <laughs> Strength in numbers. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, I'm trying to remember because it's been a while since I've actually read it, but it – the first trade ends with this uh, tape that S.H.I.E.L.D. has, right, that uh, was stolen by – fuck, I forget her name. Uh, Mask. Yes. And I can't remember – well, there was like um, – I'm trying to remember what the tape was even for. Was it from the, the secret of me? The, the tape was uh, uh, some sort of dictator being killed. Oh, by Hawkeye. Well, there were multiple versions of the tape. Right, exactly. So that no one could take blame. And they were trying to release these onto, like, to every villain, I think, is what they were going to do, so that they could use it to exploit S.H.I.E.L.D. as this awful agency and right. blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And, um, So that was kind of a funny, fun story, because I just remember the... Uh, like, the, the tapes were all fake, too, right? Weren't they? Yep. Or like, yep. Yeah. And they did it to purposely pull out these people to try to bust them and everything, too, which was pretty good. And the fact um, it was an old VHS tape, they're all yeah, actors. Exactly. <laughs> well, and wasn't that – it was like a – was that the three-issue thing? And like each issue on the cover, the tape was more and more busted? I believe so, yeah. Um, it's just it's, – it's a clever little book. Mm-hmm, and uh, it's fun. It's it has, fun. has no interaction with the world outside of it. No, and that, that's the thing that I was going to say that's really great. And if there is something, they use it in a passing of time, like, oh, hey, we had this shit happen, and we're uh, – but, you know, it's back to it. But they yeah. do touch on real-world things, like the, the thing with the flooding that you were talking about. Are you, you say you're on that issue? Or yeah, you're yeah. Well, I, I just finished the the, uh, the hurricane hit New York. That was good. That was like – and it's all about – and it's all about this guy who, who lives – in the apartment trying to get rescue his dad and his dad has all these valuable things and you realize like how fragmented like their father-son relationship is and everything and um he the guy always calls him hawk guy too which i think is (laughs) he's like hey hawk guy he's like hawk guy yeah hawk guy (laughs) (laughs) but they're always doing barbecues on the top of the roof and they're you know he's like he hangs out with all these people and everybody knows who he is but they don't treat him like he's anybody (laughs) either they're like Oh, yeah, that guy. I think he saves people. Yeah, no big deal. He's <laughs> kind of an Avenger. He's kind of an Avenger. He's Avenger-ish. Um, there's, I love the, the beginning of the issue, like the title page. It's always like uh, uh, Clint, Clint Barton is the world's greatest archer. Uh, he's also an Avenger. This is what he does when he's not saving the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
and like you know, there's um, and you'll get to it. I think I think you said you're just starting this issue, but uh, it shows um, the next issue is great because it's all of these love interests that are in his life and everything, and how complex because there's the uh, the thief that he's kind of involved with too, uh, blonde headed girl, right? Uh, Mockingbird. Mockingbird, yeah. See, yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. The, and then, wait, no, wasn't that his like ex, Mockingbird? Yeah, but I thought she was a bad guy for a while too. Maybe, but I thought there was this girl that the Russians had been kidnapping, and he's like having this kind of on and off thing with. Her oh too. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I was talking about. Okay. So that, and then she, uh, she's uh, a redhead, isn't she? Oh, you're right. I am. I was getting the two of them confused. But it shows all of these like really screwed up love lives that he has and everything. And it's and you're, you you look at the thing, you're like, well, this looks kind of uh, like not an issue that would fit in, but it actually fits in really well. And the story after that takes a weird spiral on the next issue. And it's I mean, these are uh, again, going back to Hawkeye is not some young heartthrob. No, he's, he's just a guy who has very complex relationships. Yeah. Yeah, but they they don't paint him as idyllic at all. No, like in any of these stories, it's because I think, right? But all these women have these feelings for him too, which is adds to a more of the nostalgia. Or I don't like the women from like um, pulp movies, you know. And this yeah. is going back to that pulp style thing that love that hard ass cop who isn't the best. He doesn't show the affection or anything, but there's like that certain charisma or magnetism that's just drawn to him. You know what I mean? Yep. And he knows it, and he doesn't like it either, too, is the other thing. Like, his life is very complex on a when it shouldn't be. There's the he, uh, what, what issue is it where it's like him and Tony Stark having a conversation. Tony's like, I'll just buy you a new TV. Right. <laughs> and he's like, no, th- this is my stuff. I've, I've got to do this. It's my stuff. Okay. Right. And he's like, I have money. I could buy me new stuff. Why don't you then? Because this is my stuff. Right. It's like he, he wants to hang on to who he is. Exactly. He, 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 wants, he wants to define himself. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to modernize really either, too. Yeah, because he still uses the old bow. Yeah, exactly. Not not a compound bow, just an old, long bow. Yep. So, I mean, I, I definitely think, I knew maybe we're not explaining this the best to people, but yeah. I really think... It sounds that, horrible. The way we're telling people about it, it's uh, this, is, this is the worst comic book series ever. It's uh, it's about a guy in between exciting stuff. <laughs> He's a horrible person, but people love him. Yeah, we're making this sound awful. It's I don't know. It's just a the most unsuperhero superhero book there is out, and it catches all the downbeat moments and shows why the life outside of what they do on a regular basis is important too. You know? Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I'm trying to find some sort of comparative thing in my head. This is. <sighs> The Teen Titans Go cartoon. No, no, I, I want to compare it to Lost, where it's it's about the characters more than the events, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where Lost had, you know, hey, you know, this giant, it's a giant magnet, you know, the island keeps disappearing. All that stuff was secondary because it was about like, well, how does Jack feel today, and what what is Kate gonna do in the Sawyer situation, you know? Yep. And that's kind of what this book is. It's this is what Hawkeye does when he it literally says it when he's not saving the world. When he goes home and he just tries to hook up his cable, or like if his neighbor's having a problem, you know, the little boy that lives next door, you know, can't watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer this year. You know, what's what's Hawkeye going to do? Right, exactly. So if, if if his neighbor is afraid his dad may may drown in this, what's he do? 
but it's not boring. It's not like no. this, this banal approach to it. It's it's a character study. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't think there's a lot of other characters you could pull this off with. You can't do a Captain America book about him hanging out down at the YMCA, <laughs> doing some sort of uh, women's defense classes. You, right. you can't like, do that, you know? For an issue, and maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's like... You, you couldn't do that for three pages. People would be burning down comic shops. Uh, <laughs> You'd have to make a whole special miniseries just to do it. It'd be like comic, or Captain America, the Steve Roger personal story. <laughs> like, you have, <laughs> have to specify it very carefully. About it. <laughs> it's just Steve Rogers yelling, don't steal my purse. You know? <laughs> Give me back my records. I love my records. Um, you, you talk about the uh, classic style. Um, it, it does make me think of some old issues of Spider-Man mm-hmm. where oh, yeah. like the story be... Dicko influence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it has, I'm trying to think, remember when we were talking with, uh, Eric Bannister from, from Derby city mm-hmm. and he was talking about his favorite issue. Spider-Man was the one where, uh, yeah, Spider-Man was... goes and goes and visits the kid who's dying of cancer. Yep. Um, this is like those issues. Yep. Absolutely. It's, it's those emotionally gripping issues that you're like. There's a reason it, it's more than just pretty pictures and cool action, which everybody loves to see. You know, like everybody wants to see, like, how can you draw this without doing a splash page over and over again? You know, like, yeah. how can you, what can you fit into a panel? This is the most simplistic panels, but with like a very gripping story and yeah. done in the most simplistic way possible. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I definitely recommend it to everybody. It's 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 a fun book to read, and I know they have two uh, graphic or two collections of it out right now. Or you can get, I think, the first twelve issues plus the Young Avengers issues he did, or the 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 Young Avengers present issue he did with uh, Alan Davis for um, kind of the the younger Hawkeye that you can get the introduction of her being in the Young Avengers. Okay. So, um, and I think. They're all pretty reasonably priced. I think that hardcover is only like thirty-five bucks too, or something. So, uh, def- definitely check it out. So, okay, and that's this is probably a good place to uh, take a break. Absolutely. Um, Hawkeye, yeah, Hawkeye, go Hawkeye. Rolling, so, rolling, rolling. Woo! We're rolling Here we go. Ones. So, you had mentioned that you bought a behind-the-scenes comic. Yeah, so I've been reading the Star Wars comic where it's like the uh, you know the the rough. Yeah. Or the, yeah, the rough draft of uh, George Lucas's thing. And it's been interesting to read to see where what they've done with things, how things were able to diverge off and become what is everybody knows as Star Wars. And I'm everything. surprised you're sticking with that because a lot of people I know bought like the first two issues and said that was interesting. It is interesting. And I think that's – so I'm I'm a weird guy with like kind of like history kind of stuff like that. Like I really get invested into it. And the story's I don't, been, You're not allowed to say history stuff like that because that makes me think you're like a Civil War buff. I this, am. This is fucking Star Wars. I, I am a Civil War buff, but it's. it's I wanted. I want. I want to. I was. I was a huge Civil War buff. Actually, <laughs> you grew out of that. Uh, I mean, I have a couple books. More about segregation right now. Yeah. Anyways. We're halfway through. I'm, I'm just. I'm a civil. I'm a civil rights nut now. Is what it is. So I just. I just look up stuff from the sixties and everything. You know. I just keep it civil. What is it good for? Exactly. I just keep it civil all the time is what I'm doing. Anyways, um, they uh, so they put out, I think, three issues, and then they were putting out this behind-the-scenes book about, like, oh, see how they developed the characters and concept. And I'm like, well, I have no purpose to buy this book. So, <laughs> yeah, because like, you buy an actual book. 
Right, exactly. So I'm like looking through about like why the artist, you know, you know, like how he broke down and, you know, there's like all this detail stuff. And I'm like, that's fine, whatever. And then I get to the last thing and the meat of the book, the last like 15 pages of it, it says, and here we have um, the original artwork we sent George Lucas that was done by Scott Collins to show him how uh, what what we were going to do with it. And I said, fuck, because I love Scott Collins. You know what I mean? Like, so it was like. Damn it, I'm buying this book now because I looked through the book and I'm like, this artwork looks really good. Okay, I'm buying this. So how, how much did Lucas and his cronies change it from what Colin sent him? Uh, it's it's pretty similar actually. Good. Like it's um I mean obviously it's completely different artistic styles, but like there's a lot of uh panel breakdown similarities and all kinds of stuff too. And, but I would actually rather see Scott Collins drawing this book after looking yeah. at this though. I'd be honest, one of the turnoffs for me was the art. Yeah. I just I don't like that painterly yeah fluff. I'll I'll uh next time I make my way down to you I'll bring this so you can see it because the Scott Collins pages at the back of this are fucking beautiful. <laughs> like the on the beautiful Germantown. Yep. What's that? Uh, Did you say Germantown? Yeah. I said uh, down to beautiful Germantown. That's right. Where it's always I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> where the women are strong and the men are handsome. That's right. Um, but I'll bring that down. Plus, I also got to bring you down Nixon's pals, too. So. Oh, yeah, and that leads you into your Burnham love. That I do I do love some Chris Burnham. So um, yeah, I've, read a, I've, uh, I've read a lot of Chris Burnham stuff now. Um, I've read uh, – because I, I got to reading him because of Batman Inc., and, which I love this stuff on there. Um, I recently bought at Half Price Books um, – the the singer from Coheed and Cambria is like they do like uh, progressive rock and they they tell a story throughout their albums and everything and the third collection I found for like ten bucks at half price books which is normally thirty bucks and I think the first seven issues are all done by Chris Burnham artwork's beautiful in it too um, I have Officer Down which is by Joe Casey and Chris Burnham yep. which got me to buy Nixon's Pals which is by Joe Casey and Chris Burnham. Both books are great. They're just they're fun, actiony with uh with enough plot to make it really interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you've read a Joe Casey book, you know he likes violence and yeah. uh, other kind of stuff. But it, it's very entertaining. Chris Burnham can draw violence very well, and this leads me to believe to now the next book that I'm really looking forward to from Image that comes out. I don't know exactly when, but. Uh, Grant Morrison and Chris Burnham are doing a book called Nameless that comes out sometime this year. Which yeah, they didn't really have much to promote it. No, I don't even care. I'll probably get it. <laughs> <laughs> you threw Grant Morrison and Chris Burnham on the same book, and I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that's that's gonna happen. Now, that's when gonna... when things like this happen with uh, Burnham and uh, and Morrison hooking up like this, do you think like the editor of Batman Inc's like, fuck, what did we do? Yeah, I know, right? Or do you think he's like, that's that's adorable, guys. Now get back to work on something that'll make me money. <laughs> uh, well, I think, uh, I from what I understand, uh, listening to all the uh, Morrison interviews that he's done with um, uh, Kevin Smith recently, that he really wants to focus on doing a lot more inter- independent stuff because he did uh, Happy with Derek Robertson last yep. year. And uh, now he's working – I mean I don't know if you can you, – you can't call it independent, but he's working on the Wonder Woman um, – Earth One book with um, Yannick uh, Paquette. Yeah. And I know he also wants to still do the book The Annihilator, I believe is what it was called. And he's supposed to do that with Fraser Irving. Now, what about his uh, multiplicity? 
or no, uh, multiple. <laughs> yeah, what about that? That Michael uh, Keaton. Multiversity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, multiplicity is a good movie. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, a, she touched my peppy, Steve. Oh God, it cracks me up. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, um, but multiversity. Uh, I think it's still, and I don't know when it's due out. I know it's still being working. I know he was waiting on a lot of the artists to actually be able to free up their schedule to do it. Yeah. And then is Frank Whiteley still doing that one book you had us review? Jupiter, Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, they've done three issues. That's it. Hmm. I don't know when issue four is due out. I know that they're doing the um, image is doing one of those like Marvel must-have kind of things uh, where they're putting all three issues in it together, which is basically, hey, this is filler until we can get the fourth issue. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a pre-trade um, trade. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know, but. That that's a book that's gonna lose steam. I feel like you know what I mean. Like if, I think if it hasn't already. Yeah, exactly. Um, I picked up the three issues that they had out, and and the story was good. But I'm just like I don't care now. You know what I mean? Because it's been so long. I I think I picked up the first two. Yep. So, uh, the third issue is when like the the real stuff started happening. You're like, cool, hitting the ground running. Nope, taking nope. a break. Nope, taking a break. Sleepy time. Sleepy time, indeed. They, they just made a bunch of chamomile sleepy time tea, and they haven't woken up for three months now. So <laughs> I'm sure Frank Riley's doing something, like a maybe maybe like a Levi commercial. I don't know. Some sort of button your fly type of. Are we going Rob Liefeld on this? Is that situation? Yeah, because he's he's the king of the slow artists, isn't he? He is, but I mean, Mister uh, Miss a Deadline cancel a book in the middle of the first issue. Who did that? What? Well, no, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I'm just he, his books. Usually, it's like number one issue. Number. That's the only the, issue. Well, and, and I thought he was going to come back and do Batman and Robin a couple times with Grant Morrison, and he just uh, he Rob did the Flash first. Though? No, no, um, Frank Quietly. Oh, okay. He did. He did the first. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was so confused and disgusted. Oh, oh my god! Wait I, just said. If uh, if if. <laughs> Rob Liefeld would have been working with Grant Morrison on Batman and Robin. I would have, I would have just been like, it's like when you have that much awesomeness and that much horribleness at the same thing. I think that just negates itself and it becomes, I'm not gonna buy this. I, I I've never seen Rob Liefeld draw Batman. Huh? Never. Have you? That's what I'm trying to think of. I don't know if I have either. What? I bet he's done a sketch somewhere, right? How does he approach the ears? Are they tall? Are they short? I feel like everything would be sick. Over, like I think he would uh, take uh, who is it? Uh, Kelly Jones, Batman, and do is, is it Kelly Jones the guy who did um, the Crimson Mist? Yep. Like all the dragon. Yeah, I think he would make. I think he would make Kelly Jones and C- Sam Keith's Batman look small. <laughs> That's how big Batman would be to him. I always and, do think of uh, Kelly Jones whenever I, I I draw Batman myself. Really? Yeah. What about uh? You don't think of uh? Oh, uh, uh is it Doug Monch? Is it, and then he no, not he was the writer. Um, no, it's the, Doug Doug Monkey. No, no, not not Doug Monkey. Um, there was a guy who used to he drew a lot of Batman in the uh, the 80s, and I'm trying to think. It's not Jim Aparo, but um, I'm trying to think of the other guy who's who did it too. I I think of. Uh... I can't think of his name now, but there's a there's a a writer. His name was it's like. Doug and it's O or M O E N C H or something like that. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, he worked with a guy a lot too, and I can't think of what his name was. 
Kevin Smith talks about him all the time, how he loves him. He, like, owns, like, some of his original artwork. I can't think of what his name is. Damn it. That's going to kill me. Anyways. But, yeah, how would how would Liefeld draw Batman? His ears would be, like, taller than, like, a skyscraper, and his muscles would be retarded, right? His utility belt would be just a, a belt of patches, <laughs> wouldn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's his utility tank. belt would He's start gonna... start at his Adam's apple. <laughs> it's just a giant take. <laughs> and, uh, oh, what would he hide his feet behind? There'd be, there'd be little gargoyles all over the place for him to hide his feet. There's, uh, he did have a splash page in one of the Teen Titans issue he did with Gail Simone. It's not really a good picture, though. Um, oh my god, there's awful. <laughs> but him, him and Grant Morrison never worked on Batman. No, that, that did not work. Oh, oh, you were talking about Frank Quietly. Frank Quietly, yeah. But, um, I don't know where we were going with this now. No, Burnham. You like Chris Burnham. I do love Chris Burnham. I think he's a great artist. You like him, too, don't you? Yeah. There you go. Uh, I, so, yeah, this, I do just think a newfound love has, that I have for him. I do think Chris Burnham has, like, like, one body type he draws. Yes, I think so. That might be accurate, too. Yep, there it is. Batman holding a violin. Is that what he's doing? Why? What the hell is that? You see that? This is Batman holding a violin? <laughs> is that, wait, what picture? What? The thing you sent me. Hold on. Uh, send me my. I don't know why somebody, somebody photoshopped that in there. That's fucking funny. <laughs> oh god, that's hilarious. Oh, hold on, I, I, I'll, I'll pull up the picture that I was trying to send you because this is even better. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was funny. Because I, I sent you a whole Google Images page. Is what the oh, no, I'm looking at the, uh, the 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 Robin and Batman one now. Yeah, but there's another one of Batman just like. I don't even know what he's doing. Like, it looks like he's crouching on something, but he's like falling off of it too at the same time. Like, it doesn't I, make. I, uh, I, on your Google, the first image that pops up, it's uh, like that second one there, real quick. It's, it's Batman. He, he's standing on his own cape. Well, if he stands up, he'll die. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see the one you sent me now. Oh god, that is not a good Batman because the bat symbol—it's like a black explosion on his chest. Yeah, it's not even a real bat. No. And it, and like, why does like it's why does symmetrical. the and why does his cape like crest down over top of him like that? Yeah, but oh. the way he, but the way he's kneeled down, it's like his leg bends there, and there's another knee that bends back up his cape. <laughs> he's got dog legs. He's got a I know. Back in the front, and uh, a circuit board above his uh, his right nipple. And he and, and he's draw, and he's got the same. Gauntlet gloves that I think every Rob Liefeld character ever has had. Okay, so clearly, oh, and wow, look at that! It's a it's a photo of a sky behind it. <laughs> um, it's colored so well. Um, yeah, you're gonna need to email me these so we can we can add them into the show notes. Oh, this is funny. Um, Any- damn, uh, damn! I say again, just damn. Um, but you did you you read something else interesting recently too? Well, I don't know if you consider it interesting, but what what was the uh, image book that you had read recently? Oh, uh, pretty deadly. Yeah, there was there was all that hullabaloo about you know when it when it first came out and some retailers hated it and didn't want to sell it and some guy ripped it up in front of some customers and then Image pulled all their copies of it from him and so on and so forth etc etc etc. So I, uh, I I I tracked down the first three issues and read them just so I could have an opinion on it. 
Um, it's not a horrible comic by any means, but it's not an amazingly good comic. You just sent me another image? Yeah, I guess this is even worse. I'm waiting. Because I'm pretty sure he stole that image from somebody. No pun intended. It's, it's taken a while to load. I don't know why. Yep. So, I, wow. That looks a lot better. You think that. so? Yeah. I don't think it's that good. <laughs> well, I didn't say it was good. I said it was better. Okay, fair enough. Although, I will point out that there are three signatures on that. I know, I saw that too. So, I don't think he drew Batman. Nope. He drew Superman. Maybe, clearly. maybe just the hands and the face. <laughs> yeah, that's way too good for him. He might have just colored it. Yeah. <laughs> I got Rob Liefeld to color my book. <laughs> Anyways, pretty deadly. I apologize for ruining you there. Their capes overlap. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Our capes get tangled. Then we end up making sweet love. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you, Superman. You and your love cape. Um, I use a Kryptonian cock ring so I don't pound him <laughs> down too hard. <laughs> and I love talking nonsense with you. Some kryptonite sort of anal beads. I know, right? God. Yeah. Um, so pretty deadly. Um... It's it's a western. Um, it's kind of about death and the people who make bad decisions. The the art's really nice. Um, it's it's not worth having like like a big conversation uh, uh, about honestly. And I mean, I think this book got more press because certain people didn't like it. Uh -huh. They didn't like it based on the fact that it's not like a straightforward, simple, easy to define comic. But that doesn't mean it's some sort of artsy-fartsy piece of tripe, either. Right. It's, it's, it's an okay comic. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's, you know, like, like a 5.5, maybe. <laughs> um, I think one of the reasons it got so much hype is it is an all-female creative team. Mm -hmm. and I'm sure some people would argue that the fact I'm not crazy about it means I'm sexist. Uh, but... I, is Gail I just, Simone gonna blow up your Twitter now? Is that what you're trying to say? I hope not. I mean, I, I just, I think the book is okay. There's nothing stupendous. About it. I've read better Western comics. I've read better works by these these creators before. Um, it's got this weird thing where like the book's being narrated by a dead rabbit and a butterfly. Weird. Um. Maybe, if anything, the book is a little too pretentious. Mm -hmm. But once it gets into the meat of the story, it, 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 part of, some of it's like really straightforward and some of it's kind of vague and undefined. I mean, it's just, it's kind of an average comic. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I wish I had more to say about it. I wish my opinion was stronger one way or the other, but the, the book is kind of milk toast. Milk toast. Interesting. I mean, but I, I, I wanted to read it. I wanted to say something about it because it was such a huge thing. It was all over the Internet for a while. You remember reading about it, right? Yeah. And I think the same writer uh, is doing – she's got another book that was announced at uh, the Image Expo too. And I've, I think it's like the most – I can't remember what the name of the damn book was, but it was like oh, it's something a, bitch or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the 
bitch planet or something. It's, oh, planet uh, bitch. It's planet bitch. Yeah. Oh god. It's uh, a <laughs> Ke- Kelly Sue DeConnick. It's it's Matt Fraction's wife. Oh, okay. Which I don't want to. Oh, it's it's you know, she she's owned by him. She's she's his lady, but uh, that's her claim. Her husband is more famous than her. As of right now. Yeah, sorry. Probably still will. Yeah. Sorry. Um, what would I recommend the book to anybody? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I think maybe the book. I think it would make a better play. Yeah. Um, I I could you know honestly see that I could see this like in in a theater or some sort of play. Okay. Because it is it's a it's a bunch of people talking about things that happened to them while we're showing flashbacks of things happening happening to them. Mm. Uh, how long is it supposed to run for? Does it say? Is it oh, like- I, don't, I don't know if it, it doesn't say like uh, you know one of three or anything like that. I can't imagine it's an ongoing. Well, no, Image is really good about not telling you these things anymore. They don't put like, oh, by the way, this is out of five or seven or whatever. The covers say one, two, and three. Hmm. Hmm. Well, they may fix it down the road, but, I mean, you got to find a way to captivate your audience. And if you're just having people that are just pissing you off at the beginning or, uh, like, uh, you might be drawing the wrong crowd, you know? Well, I was was curious enough to track down the first three issues, but in in – is the fourth issue out yet? I don't know. Uh, when and if it does come out, unless something pops up and tells me, hey, the fourth issue, this is out, I don't have that itch in the back of my brain telling me to go out and find it. Right. No, that makes sense. Like, like I do with, with other books that I feel compelled to track down. Yeah. This could very easily be something that just falls to the wayside. Like Jupiter's Legacy. Like you're like, oh, hey, did that fourth issue come out? Oh, that was like a month ago? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I'm sure you have books like that. Yeah, absolutely. There's books I'm like, oh shit, they're still publishing that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. So, now. Like, like we built it up, but I just I wanted to talk about it because, like I said, it was it was a hot topic issue, and it was a hot topic issue. And you read it, and you wanted to discuss your opinion about it. So I think that's which, fair which turned out to be a pretty insignificant opinion. I think it's a significant opinion. It's listed as uh, ongoing. And third issue came out in December, and they haven't had anything since. Okay, well then. And they had the girl's artist name was Emma Rios. Yep, she uh, she did a backup in uh, one of the profit trades. Okay. Uh, it was like a little eight page thing, and uh, she did. Did she have a series at Marvel? Like a Doctor? She worked on a Doctor Strange series at Marvel, and before that, she did a Cloak and Dagger thing. Um, yeah, Doctor. She did Doctor Strange season one. Yeah, and then she did. Let's see. She did a couple issues of Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, okay, did not know that. And then she did the Osborne miniseries that came out in eleven. Yep, and that was written by Kelly Sue. Oh yeah, she did an issue of Runaways okay. from the O eight series. And then she did some of the Shadowland stuff and some of the Spider Island stuff. So her stuff, I mean, it's. She inks it with a brush. It's very, you know, has brush strokes mm-hmm. to it. It's uh, so it's a fine style. She doesn't have a lot of uh, like strict paneling to it. You know, the the, the storytelling is maybe not as sequential as some people are used to. Okay. All right. I think you uh, you hit it there. I do what I can. Let's right. uh, let's take a break and then come back. All right. And we are back. We're back with our love for Rob Liefeld. 
Yep. Everybody should go to progressiveboink.com and look at the 40 worst Rob Liefeld drawings of all time. None of them are probably uh, probably Batman related, but uh, no, imagine Batman. imagine Batman in there. And then it's just bad from there. But yeah, so um, I think uh, we're off to a, we're off to a start for the new year and everything, Bruce. And, we're off uh, to a start, indeed. <laughs> there is a start. Who knows if it's good or bad yet? I don't know, but uh, we'll find out in editing. And we'll find out in editing. And um, I don't know. Like I said, I always like uh, I always have fun on here. Just I, hopefully, some point in time, I'll be actually able to make my way down there to do a live uh, episode with you instead of just doing skyping it. You know? Hey, well, let me know. I will. I'm, I'm but, sure uh, you'll, you'll run down to, to, to mow somebody's lawn. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, that's coming around the corner, isn't it? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are uh, com. We are on um, iTunes, right, under the break-ins. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter uh, for the underscore break-ins. Yep. Um, Bruce, Bruce O'Hughes on Twitter, Michael T. Adams the second on Twitter and Facebook, or Bruce O'Hughes on Facebook. And uh, I think that about sums it up. Yeah, we we are everywhere. We are omnipresent. Omnipresent and uh, somewhat. Are oh, you uh, still interacting with uh, professionals out there on uh, Twitter, aren't you? Uh, I haven't recently, but um, the the last one we did when uh, we talked about um, I was talking about Charles Soul in the uh, one of the earlier podcasts. Charles Soul did favorite our podcast, so that was pretty cool. Do you think he listened? No, probably not. No. <laughs> he's too busy actually working. So. <laughs> he is. He's he's uh he's a Christmas lawyer and uh and a comic book philanthropist, whatever the hell. Now we're just making up words to make it sound <laughs> special, so a <laughs> philanthropist. So I like, I like Christmas law. <laughs> um so check us out next time. We'll have some more fun reviews, maybe a couple movie reviews coming in too too or something and uh back to sixty seven. Yeah, 67. Back to 67. Season 3. Episode. The kids did.